The audio you're about to hear was recorded in Anchor. Learn more at anchor.fm. Hello and welcome to Project Shadow, episode 584. My name's Charlie, and you may know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. And how's everybody doing today? You can probably hear some dogs and some birds in the background, because it is such a beautiful day. I wanted to be outside when I recorded this. Because the sun is shining, the sky is blue, there's some wispy clouds overhead. There's one that kind of looks like an angry starfish. But I like it. Actually, it's kind of more like an octopus that's coming in to strike. <laughs> but it's a beautiful day here. I hope it's a beautiful day wherever you are. And wow, we have had quite a week. I hope you all are enjoying everything we've been doing here with Anchor to make the podcast possible. It has definitely made the podcast easier for me to do and more enjoyable and more fun for me to do. But I want to know what you guys think. Call in or leave a message on social media or say something on the, in a comment over at projectshadow.com. It's been a crazy day. I can't stop thinking about that Dumbledore story from yesterday. Jude Law's Dumbledore and what he's going to be doing in the next Fantastic Beast movie. I just can't stop thinking about it. And we started Thrawn yesterday. We downloaded the audiobook, Mark Thompson Reads It, and if you're not familiar with Mark Thompson's readings of the Star Wars novels, definitely, definitely good time to be had by all. So we loaded up Civ 6 last night, and I played Cleopatra, Brian was playing Australia, because that's his favorite right now, and we just let the book go for a couple hours really getting into a good story. We'll be talking about that more as things go on. I've been thinking about doing, you know, chapter-by-chapter breakdowns, but I don't know if you guys want spoilers or not, and I don't know that I want to get into spoilers or not. No, definitely I will do a spoiler review after it's over, after we've finished reading it, but I'm loving this book. Timothy Zahn, the man who created Thrawn, wrote it, and they were right to bring him back. But there's a lot going on today. Hopefully get some more writing done. I'll get you some updates on that and everything else that's happening in the world. But don't forget, you can call in. Just download the Anchor app, search for Project Shadow, and hit the little call-in button. And you can leave your message for us here, and I would love to answer your questions or hear your comments or the stories that you want to submit to the show have a great day everybody this is going to be a fun one i've been thinking a lot lately about creativity and i realized today that especially when it comes to writing a lot of what actually constitutes the creative process is simply empathy you as the writer have to be able to empathize with the characters that you're writing so that you can detail their emotions and 
their experiences in a way that the audience can connect to, can relate to, and can feel for themselves. And in so many ways, the very art of writing is a collective practice of empathy, where I first have to empathize with the characters to be able to describe their states to my readers. And then my readers have to be able to empathize with the characters via that writing to experience the story. And that's a very powerful thing when you actually think about it. It's an entire process built on empathy, built on being able to connect with others in meaningful and productive ways. And I think that's something that I look for in the, re in the authors that I read, and it's something that I try to do in the fiction that I write, but I had never actually thought about it in those terms before, and now that I have, it's kind of changed my perspective on what I'm doing. It's made me realize that I need to focus a lot more on the experience of the characters. Not that I haven't already, but on really trying to get as deep as I can into the bones of the characters for what they're feeling so that anybody who reads the story can have that same visceral experience. It's not just about pretty description of setting and place. It's about the evoking of emotion. And that shared feeling that you get with a character that is well written and a character that you can identify with. Because at its base point, whether you're writing about some tentacled monster or a little girl who lives down the street in Peoria, the one thing that we share in common is those perceptions we have of the world and how they make us feel. And those are the things that we can really latch on to. And it's really something that without really overdoing it in the way ways that had been done by the romantics, it's one of those things that I think makes the world a better place when we both read and write strong fiction, is we have to consider the effects of various actions on others and how those actions make them feel. I don't know. Tell me what you think. Because for a lot of you, this is probably going to be one of the most, oh, well, duh, statements I ever could have made. But I don't know. It was one of those moments that I had today where, I don't know, it, it clarified more of my purpose as a writer to me than any of the other thoughts that I've had in the past or, you know, methods for doing things in the past. And, I don't know, I'm really curious if anyone else agrees with me about that. So, let me know. Either call in on Anchor or hit me up on social media or leave a comment on the podcast show notes at projectshadow.com. But I, I would love to know what you guys think about that. 
a new trailer is out for Dear White People on Netflix, and I think I saw Francesca Ramsey in it. And if she's going to be in this show, I'm even more excited than I had been for it. I love the movie so much, and I can't wait for the show. I think Justin Simeon is going to do a great, great job putting this all together. If you haven't seen the movie, you should definitely see the movie, and don't get caught up in all of the crap that people are saying surrounding the film or the series that hasn't come out yet. One of the things that really amazes me, especially since one of the things, the themes of today has been empathy, is how much and how well, I'm sorry, it's Julian, isn't it? Anyway, Mr. Simeon, how well he gets you into the minds of all of the characters that are in the movie, and be they white characters, be they, you know, any, the, the gay character or any of the other characters that are in the film and you start seeing their world and their experience from their point of view and it's not oh it sounds so cliche to say this I don't want to say it but I'm I feel like it's actually the best way to put it it's not a black and white issue for any of them I mean when you see what the various characters are going through and the issues within their own lives and how various choices at the college and choices by others are affecting them it is a powerful, powerful movie, mainly because you get into the minds of each of the characters. You get into the motivations that so many of them have and the reasons for why they are doing what they're doing. And I think that's only going to be enhanced by giving it a TV series where we can spend more time with each character and dedicate episodes to each character and really get to see them and their issues and their lives and what has made them get to the point that they're at when we meet them in the story and why they're at that point and what that means to them going forward. I think that's something that we lose in a lot of fiction nowadays because I, I can see why it would be controversial to name something dear white people. And I've had a lot of talk with some white friends of mine about that who are put off simply by the name and won't even watch the movie with me. And I try to point out that one of the things that the, show, that the movie talks about is the problem with the show itself. I mean, that's one of the things that's discussed in course of the movie from the point of view of black characters, white characters, and everything else. That That is kind of a controversial touch tone that is kind of the thing that the entire story gets wrapped around is this radio show that she does this college radio show that she does called Dear White People and I think it's it's sad in a way that we're not willing to try to put ourselves in the shoes of others to at least see what they're going through I mean for goodness sakes this show has gotten so much prejudice against it already and I'm not saying that because it's a show about black people or anything like that, it's just people have jumped to conclusions about what they think the show is going to be before the show has even come out it's just ridiculous anyway, if, if the TV if the Netflix show is half as good as the movie, it's going to be great so I'm looking forward to it I hope you're looking forward to it, if you haven't seen the trailer definitely check it out it's worth it's worth 
it's worth viewing. It looks like it's going to be a great show. Let me know what you think. Since I already brought it up once today already, and the topic seems to be on empathy for today, uh, can, I just need to get it off my chest. I am getting sick and tired of people prejudging things so hard before they even come out. I mean, I know people that are 100% almost religiously devoted to the fact that this movie or that movie or this TV show or that TV show is going to be the greatest thing ever when they have no reason to believe that. It, it could be good, and I don't think that... And what I'm not saying is that we shouldn't try to come up with some sort of judgment as to whether or not we want to watch or participate in media. What I'm saying is, when you prejudge something so thoroughly that you're at the point of arguing that you know it's going to be the greatest thing ever or you know it's going to be the worst thing ever without having seen a single frame of it and no trailers don't count because trailers are cut by a completely different company who have nothing to do with the movie they're just there to market it not actually tell you the story not to tell you what the story is about not to tell you the writer's vision or the director's vision or anything like that. They're there to get you into the theater. That's all they're there to do. And to buy into that hype so that you already believe that this thing is going to be the greatest thing ever or it's going to be the worst thing ever, you're just selling yourself short, man. Because, I mean, I can think of so many things that I enjoy that are not critically acclaimed and I don't care <laughs> I really don't because you know sometimes you want a great story sometimes you want great characters sometimes you just want to watch things blow up for two hours everybody wants something different from media everybody wants something different from their media everybody you do you want something different than what I want I want something different from what you want and me right now will want something different than me two hours from now or two hours ago because that's how the real world works things are not set in stone things are not the greatest ever or the worst ever things do not ruin childhoods because it's not exactly what you wanted and I'm seeing this growing partisanship on behalf of ephemeral products of culture that, to be honest, haven't happened yet. Okay, so Transformers, The Last Night. Does it look good? Does it look bad? Does it look like it's Michael Bay is finally going to give us a story or not? You know what? Michael Bay gives us a story in each one of the movies. Sometimes they're thin so thin you can see right through the paper and sometimes no honestly I can't say I can see one that's really well detailed and thought out but that's not the, neither here nor there that's not his job his job and he knows it and everybody knows it is to give us a blockbuster adventure it's going to pick you up at some point it's going to whisk you away into a whole bunch of terrifying explosions and metal pieces flying around, and it's going to drop you off at the end and say, did you enjoy the ride? You don't judge the plot of a roller coaster. It's that simple. And that's the world that we live in now. 
The audio you just heard was recorded in Anchor. Learn more at anchor.fm.